This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Sam's got kicks and the angels got owned. You went from fighting heavenly battles to nuking taquitos. Rest in peace, break home. This is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. We are on episode six of season nine and having a pretty good time with this season, Chris. Would you, would you disagree? Yeah. Are, are you into this? We're having a good time. Uh, we got the new Bobby, the Colonel. Colonel is the new Bobby, as everybody uh, knows. We lost Pete and Irv, but we got Tracy. She's back. Uh, waiting on that, Kevin's still waiting hungover, on the but, wayward, you know. wayward sister spinoff mm-hmm. from starring Tracy mm-hmm. and nobody else. Yeah, man, <laughs> season season nine's really hitting us in the feels. Yeah, it's it's just really taking a lot away. It's giving us a lot of things. Um, they really sexualized that dog in the last episode. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no comment on that one. <laughs> no comment on that. Chris, how are you today, man? You doing feeling good? I'm doing I'm doing all right. Feeling that Monday energy. You know the deal. I do. I do. Um, we, we are often doing Monday energy, and I'm pretty excited about it. You vibe, you vibing off that that mon n, dude. I I vibe so much that I can't even call it vibe anymore. It's just my state of being. You ever you ever <laughs> got to that point? Like you're, somebody is so sick where they're just like, I don't I don't know what it's like to be healthy. That, that's me vibing. That's how much I vibe. Freaking yeah, bro. Yep, yep, yep. Do you like this episode that we're covering? Yeah, I do. I do like this one. It's about our precious boy. It is. It's about our precious boy. Uh, before we jump into it, we're going to thank everybody over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. More specifically, we're going to say we're going to thank Sharon, who just joined up on the Patreon. We thank you, Sharon. Thank uh, you, Sharon. If you're interested in supporting the show directly or listening to a bunch of our Patreon exclusive podcasts, which include things like The Witcher, Full Metal mm-hmm. Alchemist Brotherhood, Cowboy Bebop, and a ton of stuff on the line. Um, on the line? That's not what you do with podcasts. It's a ton of stuff. Hey, I was coming, rolling with it. Coming down the pipe. I'm not on the line. We're down the pipe, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Lay, we're laying that pipe. We're, we're, no, we're, that's, that's what my dad always called sex. So I don't really, I don't want to really want to lay pipe on a podcast, but. Moving on. Um, he also called it chipping concrete, which I always thought. Was, chipping concrete? Yeah, I've never heard that one I before. I never understood that. So, uh, wow. Thank, thank you to everybody who ever makes Jeremy's dad. Monster of the week. Uh, Chris, you want to catch us up with season nine so far? I will do my best. Last time on Supernatural, a strange string of murders led Sam and Dean to a town. Uh, to a small town in a crime scene where their only witness is a dog named Col- Colonel. <laughs> Having taken more than one deep dive on dog lore, Colonel sounds suggests- like a Smurfs villain. <laughs> Colonel! <laughs> I'm gonna get you, Papa Smurf! <laughs> no, Colonel! <laughs> Having taken more than one deep dive on dog lore, Sam suggests that they brew up a potion that will allow them to communicate with animals, which takes great effect on Dean. With her new dog ally in tow, the boys head out in pursuit of the monster, but not before running into the sexiest dog Dean has ever seen. After much argument, Dean was convinced not to fuck that dog, and the boys went on to defeat the Animorph Cowboy Daddy, but not before Sam had his jug punked and then magically healed by Ezekiel, furthering Sam's suspicion that something just isn't right. Meanwhile, Kevin wasn't in the budget, Castiel was forced to get a real job, Crowley is still tied up in the bunker, and Abaddon is presumably still gathering an army of demons with guns. 
It's true. It's very accurate. J- junk punctured, huh? <laughs> yeah, he pu- he punked his jug. Remember? Yeah, he he punked his jug. I'm just wow. That's there's something different about your junk being. I don't know, man. That gave me like I, I did like a turn away from my laptop. I'm sitting in this office chair and I just like turned my body. Away. Just did a full 360. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With your wireless headphones. Can't can't do this right now. <laughs> can't can't roll with Chris on punching my junk shirt. <laughs> Um, so this week we're covering season nine, episode six called heaven can't wait. This was written by Robert Barons. This was directed by Rob Spira. This came out, uh, the day before my birthday in 2013. Congratulations. 11, 12, 13. (laughs) Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Castiel gets a job. Castiel gets a job at a gas and sip and actually starts to enjoy life as a human. A headline in the local newspaper about some disappearances in the area catches his eye, so he calls Dean to help him investigate the case. Dean knows he needs to help Sam Ezekiel away from... Excuse me. Dean knows he needs to keep Sam Ezekiel away from Castiel, so he tells Sam that he and Kevin need to stay and work with Crowley to decipher the tablet. Crowley agrees to help Sam and Kevin, but in return wants one phone call to hell... Uh, yeah, that's all reasonably accurate, and also a very boring. Like your your summaries are way better than the official CW summaries. I don't you know. know if you I was. That. It's so funny that they they spoil everything, and half the time it's wrong. And then you read like the Game of Thrones like episode summary, and it's like John faces a challenge. Cersei travels. <laughs> yeah. just, Tyrion meets a new friend, and that's it. That they don't. They just tell you blanket things like that. I, uh, it, it's, it's really funny too. I, I actually noticed that when we were doing the Game of Thrones rewatch because. Uh, <laughs> I had some of them downloaded, but uh, they would uh, some of them like had weird subtitles on them. So we just went to Amazon and paid for like the HBO sub or whatever for a mm-hmm. month so we could watch all of them. And it's just like that. And it's like that for every single character. It's like <laughs> Tyrion gets a friend. Bran looks at the sky. Cersei has a drink. Like it's real just yeah. like baseline Sam shit. Sam nuts blood. Sam nuts blood. <laughs> Dean fucks a dog. It's <laughs> just real basics. We should rewrite all of these summaries at some point, but I don't actually. We should. That, that should be our contribution to the wiki <laughs> did i uh did you send, did you see the picture i posted this was a few weeks back uh we had a listener write in and ask us a, a question and i thought it was a question that we had already addressed in a feedback episode at some point it was something about um uh doctors stealing corpses i guess we we kind of had a bit about like where where are the doctors getting all these corpses at and uh, i thought we had like kind of addressed that so i went back and looked and our season two feedback episode the very top part of it is just covered in us putting the word hunks in other words like that was <laughs> it was a it was a it was a flashback to a more innocent time because i was i couldn't mm-hmm. i couldn't read anything mm-hmm. on the page it was so fucking ridiculous so we we were we were a couple of rap scallions back then it's true um so our then on our then segment on this basically kind of sets the the whole stage for abaddon and crowley's conflict for angel possession for uh ezekiel possessing Sam and all of this bullshit. And then we go to Rexford, Idaho, where uh, a man is contemplating suicide in this shack in the woods. He's got a, uh, he was, he was on the phone to the suicide hotline and they're still talking and trying to talk him out of it. But he, he hangs up the phone, gets his gun. He starts crying when he sees a picture of yeah. his mom and brother, maybe. I don't know. Like it was a black and white photo. So I didn't think it was his family. I don't know. Yeah. It's very bleak. It's a very, it's a very sad opening and it doesn't end well for this, this boy. No, because uh, a man kind of shrouded in dark comes out of seemingly nowhere and puts his hand his hand on the guy's forehead as if we've seen, just like we've seen Castiel heal people, just like we see angels mm-hmm. heal or explode people. Uh, but this this is not that blinding white light. This is some kind of like uh, weird purplish light. And then we see that same color purple splatter from the outside onto all of the windows. Um, 
And yeah, this 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 apparently this angel just exploded this guy for pretty much no reason. Yeah, and we get that that this magenta pink purple viscera that it's, it looks like paint. It just looks like he spray painted the whole room, but it's not. It's a human body. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna find out later that this is this is not just blood. It's a mixture of blood and bone and everything in the human body. Uh, uh, yeah, pee pee poo poo. Everything, everything in the yeah, pee pee poo poo. Yes, thank you because we're twelve years old. I uh, hey, I am. I, I just want to say it now. This this purple coating doesn't really isn't really effective or creepy to me at all. Like it's yeah, neat. it's it's pretty, but it doesn't like make me scared or anything. Yeah, there's a there's a scene later where like where a girl outside of her school um gets vaporized, and I just was thinking like okay, like you just see like pink. It looks like somebody spray painted the side of a bus. It doesn't look menacing at all, and like her friend is crying, and I'm like, how do you even know that there's a problem? Yeah. Like, if the cops weren't here, you'd be like, "Wow, who dusted the bus?" Yeah, like, what is that? I don't. Um, so we go back into the the main episode, and this is where we find Castiel, who is posing as Steve, working mm-hmm. at a uh, the classic supernatural uh, roadside attraction that the old gas and sip oh gas and sip and uh, Castiel is teaching himself how to drink coffee by watching two unsuspecting. Uh, customers like learning how to stir coffee and uh, throw his little coffee stirrer into the trash can and get like two points. And it's just very cute. I'm going to, I'm going to call Castiel very cute pretty much throughout this entire episode. He's He's a very, he's a very good boy and I love him. He does some cute things. Um, this, I mean, this is how I learned to drink coffee by observing truckers at a gas station. Yeah, this is that's uh, the only way. That's, I mean, how does anybody learn how to drink coffee is by watching another right, person. Do right. It. Yeah. Uh, a few minutes later, his, um, his boss comes in i believe her name is nora i think we're gonna learn that later uh didn't, she comes in write that down <laughs> i i've heard it i heard it maybe <clears throat> once so yeah, if yeah, i'm yeah. wrong it doesn't matter it's his boss uh she comes in she compliments him i i thought i was getting some flirty vibes i don't know maybe that was just me i thought she was flirting with him but she compliments him because castiel uh, has been doing a really good job as a convenience store worker um he seems to to actually take some pride in what he's doing here but as all things with Supernatural, he takes he takes a peek at the newspaper and he sees an article about four mysterious disappearances. I uh, This interaction between Nora and, and Castiel is very funny to me because I, I picked up on the flirty vibes, too. Like that it's I, th- I don't think there's any mistake in the, the fact that like she is she is hitting on our boy, Steve, um, a.k.a. Castiel. Uh, <laughs> she says, like, I don't there's just something spe- something different about you, something special. And he's like, I can assure you there's not uh, <laughs> in and, that voice. She's <laughs> like, well, you sound like Batman. So <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something different when you sound like Batman every time we talk. But yeah, um we go back over to the bunker and Kevin has managed to translate this angel tablet that he's been working on for the last six episodes into, um, I, I need, I guess I need to look at the Wikipedia. Is it unite? Is this the language that they keep using? What, what is the name of this language that they, I wrote down, I, I tried to sound it out for myself. It's uh, proto Iliamite. I think Iliamite. Is that what we're saying? Iliam- I wrote down E E L A M I T E, which is of course not how it's spelled, but that was me trying to sound it out for myself so that I could speak it now on a podcast where thousands of people will hear it and then criticize my pronunciation of it. It's, it's so important. The Wikipedia calls it, uh, doesn't even name it. He, they just call it another dead language. So obviously we yeah. didn't spend a lot of time learning how to pronounce Iliamite. <laughs> um, I'm guessing that it's based on a real dead language. Uh, and it's basically translates into hieroglyphics almost like you know a, a type of picture word and they cuneiform. is that what they cuneiform. call this yeah cuneiform. i think so i think mm-hmm. so um but it, it's just there's like really no translation of it so it's it's 
kind of a drag. They can, they're hoping that they can maybe translate Metatron's footnotes for the spell that he worked to um, cast the angels out of heaven. So there, that's you know the the core reason of what they're doing here. Yeah, is to try and understand what what was done and if they could undo it. And Sam says, "Oh well, if if that's the fact, we have a bunch of books on Iliamite right here. We have a whole twenty four volume set that somebody obviously like. I'm just picturing like the Iliamite door to door salesman, um, like that which used to sell Encyclopedia Britannica's door to door. Except this yeah. was just twenty four volumes on Iliamite. Iliamite <laughs> just come knocking on your door. <laughs> Excuse <Yeah>. me, sir. <laughs> Would you like to learn a dead language just in the worst way possible? <laughs> yeah, very downtrodden. And then suddenly he they pulls up onto the bunker and they're like, yes, we will take the entire twenty four volume set. Yes, can we have two of them, please? One in hardback and one in softback. Yeah. Um, d- is this on Kindle? Uh, <laughs> so they they start breaking out the books, and uh, Dean is very unhappy that it's time for research. Even though we've seen Dean read and research so many times, I don't know why he like rolls his eyes at this stuff. Because um, that sounds boring, dude. It, and I guess it does sound boring, but I mean, it's it's what you got to do to get the angels in heaven. Like this is what you signed up for. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that Dean doesn't like to read or doesn't like to do research. We were just talking about this recently, but uh, he definitely doesn't want to do this. And he looks and he's like, okay, I'm with, aside from Charlie, I'm with the two biggest nerds that I've ever met. So I'm just going to not do this and let uh, Geek 1 and Geek 2 handle this. And honestly, Dean, I can't believe you. Can't blame. Like, I will just get in the way. Like yeah. when my when uh, every year when my my warehouse they do inventory and they have to go into the warehouse and like they count all of the shit that we have in the warehouse and they Ugh. count it by bins and all of this stuff and uh, I get some some shit from my coworkers like oh where were you this weekend when we were doing stuff I'm like I am an outside sales guy like I don't know what any of this bullshit is I don't know where it is do you really want me counting it like I don't yeah I don't know like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get in the way which I feel like is what Dean is doing here you're just gonna have to do my part twice yeah so yeah just- please <laughs> just go ahead. <laughs> Look, just work. Everybody work ten percent harder, and there's ten of you, so that'll be like a whole me out there. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, no big deal. Luckily, Castiel calls Dean and uh, explains like, "Oh, hey, there's there's some bodies that are going missing over here. There's some disappearing stuff." Uh, while he's doing this, he's trying to, I guess, change or fill up the slushy machine at his convenience store, yeah. and it's going very poorly. It all breaks just, apart. And he's just spilling slush all over the floor, all over the damn place. Are just, you a slushy fan? Like, are you a guy uh, that would go to a convenience store and get like a forty ounce slushy? That was not me. That was not me. I think I'd be dead if I lived that life. I've never. I've just never like uh, like as a kid like icies right. Like I'd be all over an icy, but uh, a slushy for some reason was just always too much for me. Like I was like, no, 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 I can't, I can't go with you to this place. I, this is this is too much. It's a lot. It's a lot. And Castiel shows that by w- when the slush is just dripping through his damn hands because it's spilling all over the place. I like this too because Castiel is like, yeah, I can't help you. I got some shit going on over here. Uh, just like, there's some dead bodies. Come look by. It just hangs up on Dean. <laughs> it's just covered in blue slushy. <laughs> That's gonna be my code. My code word for it. like, I, I've got blue slush all over my fingers, which is I've got yeah. a lot of things going on over here. So. <laughs> and I'm covered in slush right now. Can you just? Take care of this yourself. Um, <laughs> I wish that was one of the default things when somebody calls you and you can hit the button on your phone to text them back. Like, I cannot call you mm-hmm. later. I'm on my mm-hmm. way. Or I've covered got slushy. Slush. I'm covered in slush right now. <laughs> yeah, covered in slush. Uh, and that's so he turns to he turns to Sam and Kevin and he's like, guys, I'm sorry, I can't help you do research. I, I gotta go. Cass is covered in slush right now. <laughs> Cass is covered in slush. I gotta go check that out because I'm in Sam love with like, him. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, Dean, like Cat, uh, he's like, yeah, yeah. H H J B M horse just bit me. I gotta go. Horse um, just bit me. 
MHTS, man, you are more horse than sense at this point. We really have to go back and find all of our supernatural acronyms that we we sent to one another uh, back in the day because like MSMBO, those... mud sucked my boot off. There you go. Yep, that's... I still have this saved. How do I not? <laughs> I can't have believe... the supernatural one. Yeah, we should have saved all of those because they were like twenty four letters long and like just meant some stuff. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Dean goes to leave, and of course Sam is questioning him, like, "Hey, w- w- if you're going to go over there, why aren't you meeting Kaz? Is this really a case at all? Like, this doesn't sound like our thing." And Dean's like, "No, no, no, I'm just going to go over there and, and check out if it's real." And Kevin's like, "No, you're not. You're just doing this so you don't have to do research." And Dean's like, "Yep, that too. Bye. See yep. ya. Covered in slush. Bye." I uh, I don't blame Dean for this at all. Would you want to hang out with Kevin and Sam while they're researching Iliamite? Ah, uh, no, no, I wouldn't. You know, Sam's my favorite character, but I'd uh. I'd rather be covered in blue slush <laughs> if in deal with if this. If you joined a raid in Final Fantasy fourteen and you found okay. out that Sam was the ha- the tank uh-huh. and Kevin was the healer, would you uh-huh. just would you just bust out of that dungeon and be like, I'll, I'll come back later with some friends, or would you, <laughs> or would you just no, jump I mean, in there? Would you jump into voice chat with these with these random? It, it one, on one hand, I know I was in good hands. On the other, I know that they would hold me to an impossibly high standard, and then I, I wouldn't. Like- be, I would just cover myself in slush. So I. I feel like Kevin is the kind of guy that would try to use MMO terms to explain things to you and be like, oh, you need to get your dups up. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd be over dups. here like, I'm new to this. What's what's a dups? I don't, I don't understand dups. this language. It goes DPS, damage per second. Do I have to explain everything to you? Why do you keep talking about dots, Kevin? I don't know what these dots are. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bard. I just I, I brought my fucking accordion in here. I don't do know y'all want me to sing or what? I came here to sing, not do anything with dots. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that is. No, no I don't know um, what that is. Um, so we go back over to the gas and sip. Uh, Castiel, uh, or excuse me, Castiel's boss Nora comes back and it's like, "Hey, I found like all of this bathroom gear in the bathroom, like your a toothbrush and everything. Do you know whose this is? It's your sleeping like, bag. <laughs> it's totally mine. Oh, and that's also my sleeping bag. I did it because I have it there because I worked so hard." Sure, yeah. Cast, sure. I was doing inventory like Jeremy because Jeremy wasn't there, I should say. So I had to stay overnight to make sure that everything uh, got done. And instead of being like, oh, you're homeless, she's like, oh, you're such a good worker. Good job. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I, I guess the flirtation is, is way high right here. Like she's just yeah. really into him at this point, right? Yeah, for sure. Like he's, uh, I mean, he's he's still got slushy under his fingernails at this point. He's a colossal mess, but she doesn't give a shit. She loves it. She's eating it up. And she uh, she basically says, "Hey, it's really hard for a single mom that working a full time job to find uh, a date, much less to find a, a really good guy." Would you? Are you busy tomorrow night? And he, and Cass is like, "Well, uh, no." And yeah. uh, she's like, "Well, thank you so much," and kisses him on the cheek and like kind of skips just, away. Like she. <clears throat> It's she asked him on a date. That's what she just did. I don't that, care. She asked him on a date. This is a date. This is Yeah. She it, asked him on a date. And if and I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm gonna be real for you. I've enjoyed the last couple of episodes of Castiel learning to be human. I very much wish we had had uh awkward Castiel um learning how to like navigate the bond field that is like dating before mm-hmm. we had Castiel saying, like, I want some more of that and having sex with a yeah, reaper possessed no person. <laughs> yeah. Um did I do it's, it okay? I just, <laughs> I just feel like this isn't Cassiel's fault. Was my dick good? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
That's my Castiel impression, Chris. Are you yeah. are you are you are you happy with this impression? Was that dick good? <laughs> Did I put it in right? <laughs> I never met a girl like you before. I've been watching a lot of Deadwood. I feel like I'm drifting into like the old West accent. I don't know what I'm doing? <laughs> Um, oh, Castiel! Poor Castiel. He's very. Was he's that very... the right hole? Nope. Edit it. Cut it out. <laughs> no, 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 Cut Cass. it out. What are you doing, Cass? Yes, y'all know. <laughs> if you have to ask, that's a problem. I was surprised what you did with your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like him at all. <laughs> it's not Castiel. I'm just gonna dub this over video. I'm just gonna dub us talking about this over like. I'm just gonna put this on a GIF, right? Like a soundless GIF <laughs> over that, over that scene. Yep, absolutely. Oh God. <clears throat> <clears throat> Thank you for not making fun of my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Why do people listen to us Thank talk about these things, Chris? Making fun of my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you respecting my balls' privacy. <laughs> I was surprised I liked that thing you did with your finger. <laughs> um so yeah, I I I really like Castiel and uh, like awkwardly accepting this date and and being very cute about it. Like it's obvious that he is he's leaning into being to learning how to be human and he's he's just trying to embrace it even if it feels weird to him and it's it's very cute. Like it's a very cute thing yeah. to do. Now, she didn't explicitly ask him on a date, but I think her words imply more heavily that she's asking him on a date rather than what she's actually asking him to do. And I just think that that is mis- misleading, and it's mean. If a woman asked me this, like if I, was, if I was out in the world and a woman was like, it's really hard to meet a good guy, um, it's really hard to find time to, to, to go out on a date, what are you doing tomorrow night? I would, I would say like, hey, hey lady, I'm married. Like yeah, I got, exactly. I've got a wife. Like I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, then, lady, I'm sorry. That's you're probably a nice person, but I'm, but I'm, I'm with somebody. So sorry. I, um, and I, I definitely wouldn't think like, oh yeah, sure, I will come babysit for you, which is what this right. is setup is about. And then she and, would go, oh no, 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 no. I mean, can you babysit? And they go, uh, uh, I mean, that's no. not, that's not <laughs> what you fucking asked me. Oh, oh, you were asking me, man. Oh, okay. No, no, I won't babysit. <laughs> If this is how you ask people to babysit for you, what do you a- what do you do when you ask people out for a date? Yeah, because <laughs> like, I'm getting all of the signs here, Nora. <laughs> Nora, I I'm gonna ask you this once. Please don't look at my balls. <laughs> Nora, I kind of want to bone down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we gotta get through it. We gotta get through it. We gotta get through it. We go. Okay, okay. Dean shows up at the crime scene, um, and from from the cold open, and he's getting the lowdown from the insensitive sheriff, who's like, "Yeah, this fucking loser wanted to off himself. Poor piece of shit. This poor sad loser. This poor depressed idiot." I'm like, "Whoa, all right." Can you please uh, please relax? You're suffering, sir. You don't need to go so hard on him. Um, he, Dean finds out that this is not the first time that this has happened. This is the fourth case. And that all of the victims were sad, depressed losers. Um, according to the sheriff, hey, you're not a sad, depressed loser if you're feeling sad and depressed. Okay? It's okay. You're okay. You can you're get abs- help. Yeah, yeah. Call. There's hotlines. Call a friend. Call your relatives. Like, whatever you got yeah. to do. My DMs are open. Yeah, I'm Citiz- a sad, depressed loser, and I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Citizens of, uh, where is this again? Rexford, Idaho. If, if anybody mm-hmm. for out there is from Rexford, my DMs are open. Like, you can, you can just come talk to me. Um, yeah, this, this felt kind of, this, this felt kind of lazy, uh, to be honest with you. This, like, these, oh, they're, 
like I think the sheriff at one point says, like, if you wanted me to make a list of all of the sad sacks of the county, uh, this, yeah. this these would be my, my four picks. And I'm like, man, like all I of have, these freaks taking low levels of antidepressants. Yeah, like I mean, it, obviously they have sought out and are trying to help themselves. And, yeah, and like, Jesus, at least, it, like what, They're just doing like, their best, guy. Fuck, hey, hey, do you take blood pressure pressure medicine, <laughs> or are you a fucking weakling? You know yeah, what I'm saying. You, 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 you fucking coward! God, does it? Does your heart not work right? You got to take a pill. Control oh, is, your own blood pressure. Is that a patient pacemaker in your pocket? Oh, I thought you were a real man. You have to have something to help you pump your heart. You fucking weak asshole. Anyway, you phony. Um, the the cop asked Dean to put on like uh, gloves and booties, which, like, frankly, they should always be wearing all the time mm-hmm, at these crime mm-hmm. scenes. Uh, but that's when we get our first uh, picture when Dean walks into this this shack and sees it all covered with this. Uh, purple dust thing and again it's i don't I, I see exactly what they're doing and it's interesting i don't find this effective effective at all like i think this is kind of a miss i should just be blood i feel like if it was red you'd be like oh shit but i and guess I, you I don't think, have that much blood so. and i guess that they've done i guess that they've done blood splatters so many times uh that they they, they feel like maybe that was not, not something new enough, so they wanted to mm-hmm. do something different. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you can't but, do white, you can't do yellow, you can't do brown. There's a lot of off, off <laughs> oh, limits. Colors. Chris, if you exploded a person and just had a bunch of brown splatter everywhere, <laughs> oh no, would, oh, what no. would the implication be there? <laughs> uh, I had too, I had too much to eat. <laughs> I told you you shouldn't touch me there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to look at my balls. <laughs> oh God, we crossed so many lines we have uh so dean calls into sam they, they check yeah. in and uh sam says like oh hey we kind of tracked down this dude that may have known iliamite or whatever but it was kind of a dead end and dean's like oh, hey you've got like a centuries old demon in the basement why don't you just go ask that motherfucker and that's Sam's a great like, idea honestly that's that's not a bad idea yeah why would yeah. why didn't we think about that and it's because you guys are book smart and not street smart that's exactly it. That is exactly it. And meanwhile, in the background, you get the sheriff just being like, why don't you just cry yourself to sleep like a real man? <laughs> <laughs> I had to go get vaporized. <laughs> He's looking over at him like, what? What? Are you <laughs> cry yourself to... <laughs> sheriff, do you need to talk? <laughs> Dude, you know he's dead, right? He's not here in the room with you. <laughs> sheriff has a sheriff has a lot of... Um, um oh fuck i can't make that joke i'm gonna have to cut this out i guess the uh what do they call it like when babies don't remember things you know what i'm saying permanence issues the sheriff has a lot of permanence <laughs> issues <laughs> yeah i don't know oh the whole i'm, I'm making too many balls jokes in this episode <laughs> just the, the idea of castiel just saying don't look at my balls <laughs> i appreciate you respecting my balls it's something that's the, the, <laughs> just like he has a, like he gets the he understands what a dick is supposed to do but the balls are still just weirding him out <laughs> and he just what? doesn't want anyone to look at them i don't understand what i store in there <laughs> <laughs> why are they so soft sometimes they shrink when it's cold oh. i don't understand that oh. anyway so uh sam asks about the case of course and dean just is like oh yeah this is i've got this like don't worry it's it's just four people that are uh definitely confirmed dead and exploded but it's not any of the normal stuff so you definitely don't need to come out and sam's like i pretty sure i need to come and check this out like i I need to be there with you why are you doing this on your yeah. own and he's like no 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 I kevin has me playing mmos with him and i'm starting to lose my shit a little bit <laughs> <laughs> 
Sam's like, look, if I if I, if I have to lose my raid to fucking Kevin not healing properly, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. I can't uh, take it anymore, Dean. There's only so many of these dungeon roulettes I can do. I keep pulling aggro, Dean. I can't deal with it. What do you think the supernatural Final Fantasy 14 crossover is? Like, I know we used to do like huge jokes about Stardew Valley, but now we're into fucking Final Fantasy online role playing games. Like, what are we doing know. with ourselves? Oh, I don't know. We're, I like this scene. I like this scene too because Dean is uh, not in any kind of stalker way whatsoever. Just watching Cass work through the window of the gas ship. Yeah, yeah. What am I doing? Nothing. Nothing. Just 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 sitting here. Just sitting here. Definitely not uh, yeah. being creepy like my brother did to Ruby that one time. Nope. 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 Yeah. Or Meg. <laughs> Meg. Maybe it was Meg. I don't. Or probably. It doesn't matter. Time. Yeah. Either or. Um. So we go from from stalker Dean to seeing a sad girl crying on the phone saying she wants to die because she got in a breakup. She doesn't really want to die. She's just being a teen. She's crying on the phone. Uh, And then suddenly dude bro shows up, touches her on the fucking face, and she vaporizes. Right next to the school bus. All time worst place to die. Right next to the school bus. Um, And then, surprise... The surprise is Dean showed up in front of Castiel. Of course, yeah. Um, I do like Castiel castillo like printing out the lottery ticket and then going like an awkward thumbs up and like good luck like, he's really yeah. he's good really luck. trying <laughs> yeah good luck don't touch my balls <laughs> don't touch my balls i got a short fuse um <clears throat> but yeah dean shows up and, and then <laughs> they kind of uh they, they kind of talk and he's and dean is immediately like kind of dismissive about this whole thing in a way that i think I called Dean out for being relatively emotionally uh, abusive towards Kevin earlier this season when he was like, you're our family. We can't do this without you. And I'm like, you, I mean, guys, like, come on. Like, Kevin is Kevin's a really good guy. Like, maybe you should just let that dude, like, go save his mom or something instead of, like, emotionally entrap him. And that's what this feels like, too. Uh, he's, you know, he's like, oh, you're better than this. Like, you're going from fighting heavenly battles to uh, nuking burritos and things like that. And Castiel's like, no, no, there's, there's, there's like a dignity to what I'm doing. And like everything that I have done as an angel, I have failed at. And this is something that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to adapt to my surroundings. I don't have powers anymore. I have to do something. And also Dean, you kicked me out of your house. You motherfucker. Yeah. Why yeah. do you have any judgment I at need all a about job. what I do I have with to my make life? Money. I can't hustle pool. Right. All right. Like I have to just have a job. <laughs> I lost a hundred dollars hustling pool. I don't know. I don't know why I'm giving him the the smoking neck thing now. Yeah, I, I got back. I got back out of voice. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like he he. I, I just this the scene really frustrates me. Uh, and and there's something like I can I can, can definitely see the dusty L content here too, right? Like this is very much Dean, uh, acting like he. Like, acting like kind of an ex-boyfriend almost and like oh come on come on you know come come hang out with me like we're, we could still like be together and go go on hunter times and all of this stuff and like but i mean you can't live with me i'm not gonna put a ring right. on it but like castiel's <laughs> like i'm not gonna let you look at my balls again i'm sorry <laughs> i i have a job now and i there's dignity in this castiel has um, a one strike rule <laughs> you looked at my you yeah. disrespected my balls <laughs> I um, uh, back at the bunker. Well, I'm curious to get your opinion about this. Like, okay. what, what do you what do you feel about this? Like, I'm I'm sorry I that I keep Dean's, doing my Castiel voice. And Dean kicked him out, and now he's this. Dean kicked him out that he's judging him for what he's doing, uh, which is not very nice. Uh, I think it's just because obviously Dean wishes that Castiel was still with them, and he just is all sorts of guilty about the fact that he had to kick him out. Um, but you know, you should you shouldn't act like this is beneath him. Because Castiel is taking pride in what he's doing, and I think that that 
matters. That's like honestly like a valuable lesson that somebody could could learn. Of course, nobody wants to be working like a dead end job that they hate. But if you take pride in your work or whatever, and, and you're fine with it, then that should be fine with everybody else. You shouldn't have to work um, or do do something else or do something more because other people think you should. And Castiel, he's just doing his best. He's just doing his thing. I mean, he's trying to live his life like he's a yeah. he's a human now and he has to get used to his weird balls so like that's going to take some time um <laughs> we go back over to sam who is now approaching crowley to get him to translate this stuff uh it, crowley immediately refuses saying like hey if you don't if you don't give me anything why should i give you something and sam's like oh well i i was there that night uh where i almost converted you to a human i think some of that humanity is still in you and uh, I, I, I think that that humanity wants you to help us. And uh, Crowley says, nope, nah, it's still not going to happen. And he's like, you know, and I like, I really like Sam's line here of we, we only kept you because my brother thought you would be useful and you have not been useful at all. Like at this yeah. point, we could just give you up to Abaddon and not care about it. So that becomes his like new threat of like, okay, you could, you could help us or I could just hand you over to Abaddon because that's probably better for us um but yeah crowley is still like yeah f F off moose like you can't you can't threaten me um back to castiel and dean it's sort of continuing on that conversation how he failed as an angel but he finds a real human dignity now in what he's doing um and And as soon as as he says says that yeah (laughs) yeah he's pulled away to go clean up some poop um but he's also he remembers that he has his date that night and um he he's gonna need a ride there uh dean gets a call about the next kill about the next death while this is happening um castiel like he says like all right cast you want to come with me castiel says he's he's not gonna be any help because he has no powers to which dean says so what i've never had powers which is just i i kind of like that line it's just funny um but dean winchester is also barely human he's he's a whole other breed of something whole new level of freak i think is the he's a whole level of freak for. you could say you could say um Castiel, I like that Castiel eventually is convinced to go with Dean to check out the scene, but is like, nope, <clears throat> I got to go clean out that that poop first. I got to go. I got to. Yeah, got to go deal, deal with the poop, and then I'll, we can we can leave. Dean is really uh, once Dean hears the boss like confirms the date, he's like, oh, that's what this is all about. And, and Castiel's like, no, man, she just asked me out. Like I'm, I am doing a job here. Like I, 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 I struggle a lot with the the Dean and Castiel stuff in this episode because it's so. It feels so one-sided and unfair to Castiel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really on Castiel's side and all this, because Dean just keeps kind of challenging like his motivations for any of this. And now, of course, like this like fallen angel who has done so much good, uh, also done a lot of bad as well, but Castiel is obviously meant for more than working at a gas station. But be- this is where he is now, and this is what he's doing, and I think that just sort of looking down on him for doing it is, is just repeatedly... And then, or then trying to be like, oh, it's because you like this chick, right? Like consistently belittling this man who is trying to find some solace and good, honest work is just kind of a bummer. And it doesn't seem like something Dean should be doing. Agreed. Um, Castiel and Dean arrive at the at the schoolyard to check the, the the crime scene out. Nobody questions that Castiel is still in his gas and zip uniform and walking mm-hmm. onto a crime scene. Like, mm-hmm. that's never dealt with. Like, there's not even, like, a kind of a casual, like, hey, buddy, what are you doing here? And Dean's like, I'm the FBI agent here. I'll ask the questions. Like, there's no time for any of that. No. Uh, Dean interviews the the one witness, the girl who says, like, oh, yeah, she was, she was kind of bummed about her boyfriend. Uh, but that was really it. She's never really considered suicide or anything like that. Meanwhile, Castiel takes one look at this, this, 
pink mist and immediately recognizes it and gets so fucked up he has to walk back over to the Impala. And when Dean kind of chases him down, he says, this is bad, this is extremely bad. And uh, Castiel says, this is the work of a battle angel. Uh, and thank God the Wikipedia has this. This is a Ritzin. Ritzin. Oh, yeah, they say it a couple times, and I tried to, uh, I tried to get the pronunciation on that, but yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I, this is essentially, Ritzin is Enochian for Hands of Mercy, the wiki hopefully tells me. Okay, yeah, um, basically these are these are angels on the battlefield that were responsible for healing other angels that could be healed and if they could not they would uh, instantly vaporize them it was just some, some sort of like painless death that they could then um you know not have to suffer through their wounds and uh that seems like a bummer <laughs> yeah <laughs> right seems like kind of a bummer also just really quick uh this game or this game this episode again hating on uh, people who are depressed when they ask this girl if her friend was depressed she goes ew no like come on why, why are we beating up on on sad people here it's really weird right <laughs> like yeah. the kind of casual disrespect to any kind of mental health issues that exist in our modern media culture because hmm. supernatural is usually not like that oh, it's almost like it's a pervasive issue hmm. uh cassiel also explains that this uh this battle angel because i'm not going to keep saying ritz zen all fucking episode uh this battle angel is misinterpreting human emotion uh, to and, and putting people out of their misery even if they don't actually want that and it's because like he's newly human or not newly human but newly on earth and so like it took castiel a while to figure out the ebbs and flows of human human emotion so this guy is just not getting it whatsoever yeah he's just he's he's vaporizing first and asking questions later um meanwhile sam continues to try to deal with crowley um and crowley says okay fine I want a phone call, and his phone call, sure enough, is to Abaddon, but he doesn't have that Crowley 666 phone plan anymore, so he has to yeah. do it the, old, the old-fashioned the old way, the good old-fashioned uh, cup of blood. Um, so, well, we're not going to get to that yet, but I was very confused by it. I actually kind of like, because I just assumed that they would, like, give him a cell phone. <laughs> like, the fact that they go to all this trouble with the blood is, is very hilarious to me yeah um and yeah we'll, we'll come back to it in a minute but yeah so we hop back over to uh dean and castiel dean's driving cast like up to the date like they're parked out in front of this this woman's house He's trying to give him like advice on his clothing like take your stupid work vest off uh unbutton your shirt a little bit not too much just a little bit um and then you know gives him a little bit of advice before he heads in which is very cute um this is this is you know that we've seen dean do stuff like this before like he he brought uh castiel to the strip club slash brothel and try to get him laid that one time before the the, the world almost ended um he's he's tried to train traz traz that's the the, the new supernatural character traz <laughs> excuse me <laughs> uh he's tried to train castiel on uh like how to be a hunter and how to do human stuff before so i think this this is very fitting uh in, in their relationship yeah um i think Sorry, I lost my notes. Um, also, it's because Jess is texting me about 500 times just now. Okay, I, I'll just drop the marker. She texted me and I said, hey, I'm recording, talk to you later. And she just sent me five more right in a row. Sorry. If it makes you feel any better, I've got Gary Butterfield on my, in my Slack DMs right now. <laughs> this is, I don't, also my Siri went off when I tried to look at it earlier. So you might hear that go off in a second. Um, Okay, she's literally texted me three more times since I've said that, just because she's on her break at work. I'm sorry. Okay, what was the last thing you said? Um, I accidentally called Kaz Traz, so that was 
a real hot, nice. a real hot point of the Monster of the Week podcast. And where are we in? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I was I was saying how Dean and it, this this is it feels appropriate for Dean and Cass's relationship for Dean to give him like dating advice. Oh yeah, um, I, I think he's Dean is Dean's trying as hard as he can to hide his jealousy. Um, about you know I don't know if, for no particular reason he just happens to be super jealous that uh, Cassio's going to on a date with uh, another person. Mm, um, I wonder why. Mm. Uh, um, we, Crowley and Sam are uh, Sam is, is trying to convince Crowley to do this uh, of course he says he wants the phone call but, and then Sam instead of just dismissing this idea outright kind of talks to Kevin about it and is like you know he definitely knows what it is like we could shut down the call anytime we want to he doesn't know where he is he can't lead us lead them here like what what is the harm in doing it mm-hmm. and uh, so and Kevin's like well like we need to know if he actually knows the language first so they, they give him a quick test to uh confirm that he knows the ingredients of the spell which you and i both know is like the grace of an angel and the sheep right. of a goat or whatever the fuck it i don't remember any of the actual <laughs> the heart of a nephilim the heart and, of a nephilim uh, the sheep of a goat cupid's bow something <laughs> yeah. yeah the sheep of a goat whatever <laughs> that definitely is definitely a real thing look it up everybody you might have the sheep of a goat volume 16 of your eliite eliolite <laughs> yeah it's in there you just gotta look it's in there um so yeah oh yeah we we skipped a, like a little tiny bit, I think, or I did. Um, but while we're here, Sam is about to draw his own blood to fill up this blood cup. But Crowley doesn't want Sam's blood; he wants Kevin's blood because um, he's never had Kevin's blood before, and um, he sort of has no choice but to, to do it because otherwise Crowley is is just not going to play ball unless he gets Kevin's blood for whatever reason. So Crowley makes the blood cup call, and he gets put on hold. Yeah, which is very funny. Yeah. Um, I do like the fact that uh, we got some product placement in this episode. I don't know if you noticed the the monster of the week branding. Oh. <laughs> what was it this time? It was oh the uh, when 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 Kevin pulls out his blood, he he sticks his arm right above his monster of the week. Oh logo yeah, tattoo, yeah, yeah, which yeah, I thought yeah, was yeah. really sweet. Yeah. Like that's a it's, it's cool, cool that the show cool is incorporated. Our, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, appreciate it. We appreciate <laughs> it. Um. You're right. I think I think our order got a little jumbled here, but it's no big deal. But I I do want to talk about Castiel's walk to the front door to uh to, to arrive at this date because uh he like turns around and gives Dean like a really cute thumbs up and then like waves him away uh, and also cuts one of this woman's own flowers <laughs> to yeah. give to her, which. I guess I've just never been in a situation like this before. I don't know what the the social mores tell me is is okay or not. I would assume that if I cut a a woman's flowers, she would be upset with me. Well, good thing that she never sees it because he's sneaky and he keeps it behind his back the whole time. It's true. Yeah. Um, Honestly, she's got bigger issues to deal with (laughs) when she comes home tonight. Yeah. So he uh so so he goes in. And she's very excited about her date, and she's very excited to go bowling. And very quickly, Kaz realizes, oh, wait, she she wanted me to babysit. And uh, she assures him that the baby's not going to cry much, and then basically just jets out the door. We get this brief scene outside of a, of a truck pulling up kind of in front of the Impala, where Dean is, and like kind of blocking him in. And Dean's like, what the fuck? But they spend like an inordinate amount of time on this truck, so you know that's going to come up in like four seconds. Um, Oh, one hundred percent. It's they spend so they camp out on this truck it's almost really, back it's like it's a D. brown nineteen eighty two Ford. Like, why am I looking yeah. at this so much so often? <laughs> why am I looking at this for thirty five seconds of this episode? <laughs> uh, 
but she very quickly jets, and of course, as soon as she leaves, the the baby starts crying, which is uh, you know par for the course for Castiel. Yeah, um, Cass says hello to the crying baby, which is very funny to me. He just walks in, he's just hello. And uh, I also like the hello um, and the please, please don't, because this is exactly how I would take mm-hmm. care of a baby. Like if you put like a crying baby anywhere near me, I'd yeah. be like, please don't. Yeah. Can we? I mean, please stop. I don't want you to do that anymore. And then they have Castiel pick up the baby and start singing, but he's singing in Castiel's voice. So it's like this. To sing with the baby. I don't. And then like towards the end of the song, Misha's voice starts to come through instead of Castiel's voice. So, and it starts to sound like much better and it's much sweeter because he sounds like a regular person like Misha Collins. But for most of it, he's doing, I'm still going to stay in character. I decided that this character needed to have a deep voice and now I'm five seasons in <laughs> the hills are alive with the sound <laughs> of music uh you know the the, <laughs> the i'll look this up today because i was curious what song this was because it took me a little bit to to click that it was on it was a believe it or not that he was seeing which is a like a weird song for castiel to know at all like i don't i don't know what that's supposed to um mean or anything like i don't remember if that's a callback or, or whatever um but in the wikipedia is like in this episode castiel is shown to have a rather impressive singing voice and i'm like did you watch the same episode that i did yeah <laughs> baby is uh, fucking terrified it's i mean i i think that there are certain things that these these men can can do where, where people the a large majority of the fans will just will love it no matter what it is okay yeah that, that makes sense yeah um i I, I didn't i didn't find this particular singing session to be it's very charming it's very cute again like castiel is, yeah, it and, is. and misha collins is kind of doesn't sound it good as, yeah but i'm not like please please do more of that sir i need some more of this in right. my life and like i said right at the end when misha collins's voice starts to come through when he he, he can't quite keep up that roughy castiel voice uh that's when it starts to sound good uh but the baby does not know anything about um the good or bad singing voices so he the baby actually calms the fuck down and is is quiet until cassiel puts the baby down and then the baby starts crying again so he has to pick it right back up yeah um dean gets a phone call uh the first two victims that they assumed were victims turns out uh not actually victims the 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 only stuff the only dna that came back from the the purple dust was the wife the husband is still on the loose and uh so he Ooh. so we now we have we have a suspect in our in our monster yeah. of the week case um castiel takes a moment out to monologue to the baby and talk basically talk about himself and goes through um a whole lot of stuff about this you know being confused about why you're here how you got here not asking to be here uh talking about this confusion that feels like a hair's breadth from pain and all of this stuff uh is, is, is I, I like this a lot again all of this Castiel stuff, besides him fucking the Reaper possessed woman, is is really works for me this season. Yeah, he's um, and he's he's talking to somebody who he can really really relate to here. It's a newborn baby. Um, <laughs> he's a dumb dumb baby boy idiot. Uh, so this is they're on the same emotional intelligence, you know. Um, that's where they're at right now. And um, Dean arrives at the cops uh and spends like a, a way too long figuring out like oh this is that dude's truck so he's gonna he's gonna rush back to castiel thinking that castiel is in trouble um we go back over to castiel who is now worried that this baby is sick because it is too warm uh she's she's very very hot uh the 
his boss Nora doesn't pick up the phone, so he decides to take her to the hospital. When he opens the front door to leave, uh, our boy Ephraim, Ephraim the Ritz Anal Ritzen, the Hand of Mercy, yeah, um, is there. Ephraim looks like every single uh, <clears throat> guy that a CW character dates in high school that turns out to be a drug uh-huh. dealer on every single uh-huh. like, he looks like he's played that character uh-huh. in every single yeah. uh t- t- series on the cw yeah he's um he's the friend of the cool vampire that goes to your high school who's not a cool vampire yeah, yeah. he's a bad vampire he's, he's a he's our shitty vampire that asks for feet pics in your dms right like they do. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's yes. just a terrible vampire yeah. and a bad guy yeah, they get a pick <laughs> Sorry, I don't do nudes. No, of your feet. No, no, of your feet. Like, <laughs> let me get a pic. I just want to see them toes. <laughs> I thought you were a vampire. I am. I'm a vampire with foot fetish. It's, I am. It's, it's, it's around. <laughs> let me suck them. Uh, <laughs> see, I thought this for toes. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's me. Oh, wow. That accent already got away from me. I'm not going to even go there. No, you, just, you drifted into Mario. Uh, it's a me, the foot fetish guy. <laughs> Um, I thought that this dude was on a date with Nora. Did you know that I, that's Mario what I thought was going on? Luigi's. That's gross. <laughs> that's not allowed. It's a me, all of my Luigi's. No, get out, Mario. This is why Peach won't marry you. Do you want to see my Mario? You're <laughs> Mario. You're a pervert. Uh, I also. <coughs> I also assumed that they were on a date, by the way. Um, I don't think that that's the case, though. You know, she, she, she'll come back later and she's like, the date was a bust or, or, or whatever. But uh, yeah, So maybe did he just not show up because he was there to murder Castiel? I, I really don't know because she just leaves and it's, it's, it's set up like she's like, her date is outside because at that point, like the truck had just pulled up, right? Like, so she's, yeah. And she talks about being late. So, but I don't also don't see a world where this battle angel is like, hey, do you want to go to me with the, to the bowling alley as a distraction so yeah. I can get to Castiel, who is like a legend in my eyes. Um, so I, I'm just going to assume that she, the, the date was totally separate and he just happened to show up in the, in the truck around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that makes more sense. <laughs> he just, he probably sensed all Dean's sadness. So that's why he was in the neighborhood. And then he was like, Oh, Castiel. Um, so F, so Castiel recognizes Ephraim immediately. I can't believe this angel's name is Ephraim, by the way. That's, I don't know why that's so, such a bad it's name just, for me, but it's just weird. It's just doing it. I think that's a kingdom Hearts character. Oh my God. I don't what's, know. What's, uh, what's Ephraim and Mickey's ship name? <laughs> I mean, we're at the end of the episode. We have plenty of time. So, cause, cause, I don't know. You know you can't I don't know. <laughs> um, so he's he's impressed that Castiel recognizes him because when they met, like Castiel was a, was a legend, and he was just some like rando angel. Um, mm-hmm. But he said that like now that he's here, he's not going to stop doing what he's doing until he washes the planet clean of all suffering. And of course, Yikes. at this moment, the baby starts crying, and he kind of like makes to walk to the baby, and Castiel stops him, and Ephraim says, "Like, what? Did you think I was here for the, for the baby? No, I'm, I'm here to eat for you." Um, which is, I guess, kind of scary, but also because Cast doesn't have his powers. But boy, is this like the most non-threatening evil angel we've seen on this show, right? Like this guy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this guy looks like I, I could scare him off, which is a for real sure. big insult. For sure. I, you just I'm raise your voice like, a little bit at this guy. He has a cross in his, his, as an earring. Like, it's not like my uncle wore one of those in, in 1979. My uncle's a nice guy who would not scare anybody. Uh, 
It's, I did. I was going to bring up the cross as an earring later because I think it's, uh, and I guess he's possessing somebody. So like he, it's not the angel. That did we talk about pierced. the televangelist at all? Um, did we mention the televangelist who like did his broadcast to have angels possess people? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. this guy got got hooked. I don't remember if yeah. we mentioned it or not, but that's it was, Dean yeah, figures it, was, it, it out was, because in that cop scene yeah yeah the cop is like oh that they were a married couple and she was a hardcore atheist and then he caught religion because of this yeah bucky and he couldn't just cry himself to sleep like a real man (laughs) dude's like why do you keep saying that (laughs) jesus christ sheriff calm down are you you okay sheriff (laughs) i'm here my dms are open says dean um so we go back over to crowley uh who is still on hold and then uh abaddon finally picks up the phone um and from here to the end of the episode is going to kind of cut back and forth between this scene with crowley and this kind of uh threatening scene with castiel and they show abaddon they got everybody for this episode yeah they got kevin they got abaddon they got crowley they got castiel the whole gang is here the uh the wikipedia does say though that uh the song that he that castiel was going to sing to this uh baby instead of uh believe it or not was supposed to be highway to hell but they couldn't pay for the rights to it and uh like there was there's a like a little footnote and it says like robbie thompson admitted to blowing the acdc budget and i'm assuming it's only because of all of the actors that are in this episode they couldn't get the acdc yeah, song yeah <laughs> which I find very funny. also they used it in the last episode or with charlie two episodes ago yeah, dude i don't i don't know was, was that yeah that was an acdc track right okay um Castiel, who had brought that flower in from earlier, um, like s- s- takes it in his hand. It's a rose that's full of thorns and like swipes his hand down it and hides his hand behind his back. I didn't really see where this was going right, right at first. I was like, this is, that's a weird, it's a weird play for Castiel to do. Yeah. Okay. Hamlet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, is this the right time to do that? Uh, a rose by any other name. Okay. Um, meanwhile, Crowley and Abaddon are, are arguing with each other and are basically, and Abaddon's basically like, your time is up. I'm, I'm taking all your contracts early and voiding all your contracts. So I've doubled the amount of souls in hell because of course, hell is like a capitalistic enterprise that demands so much mm-hmm. exponential mm-hmm. growth year after year. I find that extremely yeah, okay, funny. Buzzfeed. Um, um, it's it's interesting that um crowley seems like really put off by the fact that she's breaking his deals because we kind of always had had known the the crossroads demons to at the very least upholding this deal that's how these things work people will continue to sell their souls because they know that they get their deal they know that it works um you know they go to hell after but they they get their end of the bargain whatever um, so the fact that a knight of hell is kind of swooping in and breaking the rules really, really pisses Crowley off. Um, and back on the other side with, with, you know, Castiel, he's, he's slowly backing away from the angel towards this, uh, you know, glass door so he can smudge some blood on it. I actually really liked the use of the, the rose here. It's like writing 101, like Chekhov's gun or whatever the hell it is, or I don't know who, who Occam's razor. One of these assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of these writing dudes. Yeah, yeah. I just like that. Like he, you know, he pricked his finger on this rose earlier, and he brought it in. He laid it on the table, and then just like nothing happened with it. So I was just sort of like, oh yeah, that rose was just sitting there. So like, I'm glad that they they just use it as a little little extra something. I, um, if you put a rose on the table at some point in the story it has to go off yeah absolutely that's that's occam's razor right there that's the simplest possible explanation yeah. of a rose bead on a table um <laughs> i also like that during this at some point dean barges in 
And like without even thinking about it, Ephraim just like magics him into a wall and Dean's just out. Like he barges in at full speed and it's like, bloop, you're dead. (laughs) Not even dead, but like you're knocked out. It's like a car accident. Like he comes in so fast and gets knocked out immediately. Um, Crowley is yelling at Abaddon, insisting that like you can't rule hell with chaos alone. And uh, like his, his method of managing things worked like it didn't. It wasn't flashy. It wasn't all of these things, but it it actually worked, and it kept it kept the peace, so to speak. And uh, and she doesn't think that that's that's good. She thinks that he's just the Winchester's bitch, in her words. Um, and she says like, "Hey, I, I got nothing left for you. Like I, you know, I, I just don't care about this." And then she she breaks the call, and uh, Crowley immediately asked for the the what was it the ilium <laughs> i've already i've already forgotten yeah. what the iliite or whatever uh, and then starts tr- starts translating and saying uh he always keeps his agreements and uh and I, I feel like i feel like this this is this is core crowley here of keeping all of these arrangements so i, I kind of dig this yeah you know despite all of his his scheming and all that this is at the core of Crowley is honoring the deal, no matter what the deal is. He yeah. he's been, I mean, the, the Winchesters and Castiel have screwed him over more times than he screwed them over, and that doesn't mean he's always being honest with them. That doesn't mean he doesn't have some trick up his sleeve, but he's always in in the most, I guess, like literal senses that he can. He he keeps to his code. Absolutely. Uh, we go back over to well, and he 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 reads the spell. Uh, reads through the ingredients and then uh, tells them that oh it's totally irreversible it says right here like that's what the circle with the line through it means yeah it yeah. cannot undo like i'm trying to hit control z on this thing and it's just not working um, it ain't working which is a bummer like that's not going to be the easy way to get all the angels off of earth uh we go back to castiel and ephraim is basically just telling him like since you have chosen to be to lead this human life you gave up your your angelic life so you therefore you are in pain and you deserve to die. Like really stretching his, um, like take care of the, of the sick <laughs> metaphor. Yeah. His philosophy has been stretched pretty thin. Guess he missed the do no harm class as, as a battle yeah. angel healer. Yeah. Um, not even Kevin fucks up healing this much in final fantasy 14. Chris, I don't know if you know that. Like, even, seriously, even, even Kevin seriously. will res you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even Sam doesn't pull this much aggro. <laughs> Uh, while he's doing his speech, though, uh, Dean wakes up and sees what's about to happen because well, Ephraim is like reached over and starting to do his purple glowy attack, uh, and then slides over an angel knife, angel blade, and Castiel is able to kill this dude, and he never comes back mm-hmm. again. And I'm very happy about it. Yep, no big deal. <laughs> Just one and done. Clean the blood off the wall. Put the baby to bed. You're fine. You're good. You're good. Don't worry about like get that. Uh, did we actually explain Dean, like, what he was doing through with, the wall? I think. Yeah. Did we? Did we actually explain what he was doing with the blood? Did we actually mention that he was trying to make the angel symbol? I've I've already forgotten. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. He was trying to make an angel symbol on the wall. Yeah, and he it doesn't does not work out. So it didn't it didn't work. It didn't work. But it's cool. Like needed, like you said he, earlier, yeah, it, it's it's very it's I, a cool thing. Yeah. Right. It came down to the Destiel dupe. <laughs> it is it is a classic Destiel dupe right here. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's our second Destiel dupe. I hope we get more, Chris. I'm, I'm always excited. I hope about we get these, more too. These, these I hope we get more too. Team ups. It's it's so funny that Dean ran into the room. <laughs> Seriously, like a car accident. I like mean, he just got thrown. It's it, and if I'm, I need to go watch the scene again because uh, I kind of want to just capture a gift to see if it's just literally Jensen Ackles running into a room and then just diving to the right into a wall. Because <laughs> that's just like picture like picture yourself yeah. doing that as a person. Like okay, I need you to run in this room and then you're gonna you're gonna see something. I just want you to jump to the right. Like don't don't worry about what's there. We got you. <laughs> 
this is usually Sam getting tossed around, but he's not there. Seriously. Uh, so things are all good. Uh, Dean's outside. He's talking to Sam. Uh, he gets filled in on the uh, the curse can't be not the curse. The spell can't be done undone um castiel walks over back to the impala and dean asks him like hey where do you want to go and castiel just kind of gets in the car and dean just gives him the, this this kind of weird look like i wonder what's going on with this guy i wonder what's happening with inside this hunk i wonder yeah. <laughs> I, want, I wonder if he's available to raid on saturday <laughs> i should call kevin see if he can join our group <laughs> how many people do we need 24 that's ridiculous i don't know 24 people kevin, what <laughs> <laughs> um it's. I think at this point we go back over to Sam, who is uh, washing out the blood bowl, which I think is a very hilarious. In one of the many sinks that the bunker has. In one, of, one of the multiple sinks, and uh, he notices one of the syringes is missing. And when he walks back down to the to the sex dungeon to find out what's happening, what's happening with it, he sees that Crowley has stolen it and is using it to pull blood out of his body. And instead of like worrying about this or doing anything about it, he just like hides around the corner and watches it like a creepy little pervert that Sam is on the inside. Yeah. I was, I don't know what he's doing. I thought maybe it was like, was he, was it still full Kevin's blood or like human blood? Was he injecting it in himself again to feel more human or like, what is he doing? See, I, I, I wondered that and maybe I just missed, maybe I, I didn't see the scene correctly, but it really looked like he was taking blood out, but I'm, I'm way more into this if he's injecting Kevin's blood in like that's, that's, yeah. that's, the I thought right that there. he was injecting himself yeah. with, uh, with blood like that I, was I, like left behind when they left the room. That, that makes a lot of sense with everything that is happening with Crowley right now. So I'm, 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 I'm yeah, I'll, we'll, we'll just, yeah, I think I just got that thing wrong, which is, which is crazy if that's what's actually happening. Cause that's like such a character turn where he's so frustrated in his position as a demon. I he, he's he's injecting himself with human blood to make himself more human again. I think either to feel something good or or to or feel something to, period to feel to feel something or this is part of some greater scheme to get out of his chains or something. You know, make himself human and then the devil's trap won't hold him anymore. I don't know, but I think it's just really interesting that Sam sees him doing that and then decides to back off and and just kind of see what's going to happen next. And, and if if you know if this. If the thing that Sam was doing as part of the trial would just work not as part of a trial, right? Like if it would, if you could literally turn yeah. Crowley human, then that's actually kind of a good score for the Winchesters. That's that's literally hunting a thing and then saving a person. Like that's that's literally their job description. So, mm-hmm. like this would be a good get for them. Huge <laughs> after, is true. After several sh- real shitty years of kind of not saving any people, right? Um, we go over to the gas and ship gas and sip. Uh, I think I keep calling it the gas and ship for some reason. I don't know why my, my brain goes there. You just got, you got, you get the, that nautical mind. I got, well, I was thinking I just have shipping on the brain. I've been immersed in shipping. Oh, sure, 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 yeah. sure, 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 sure. In a, in a way that's ha- that's a nautical mind. Sure. That's true. The SS, uh, what was it? Potter Miney for Harry Potter. Anyway, oh, I don't know. Those were, those were something else. Um, they're in the car and Dean and Dean says, Dean tells Castiel that he's, he's sorry that he kicked him out and that he's proud of castiel for adapting to his new agreement and to his new situation and castiel says oh does that does that mean i can come back and dean said absolutely not i'm sorry i did not mean to give that impression yeah, no, no, no. sorry no no i'm just yeah, sorry whoa, for whoa, kicking whoa, whoa, you whoa. out you were not welcome back into this motherfucker no yeah please don't <laughs> you can't you're you can't even come over for a little while yeah i don't know d- don't call me don't call me okay um yeah. <laughs> castiel says that uh something that ephraim said kind of actually made him think a little bit he said you know the angels actually do need help and i should be out there helping them 
and Dean's like, no, hey, don't worry about it. You're you're just human. Like me and Sam got this. And I'm like, you guys are human too. <laughs> Have another set yeah. of eyes with, with like some cosmic knowledge. Yeah. Why didn't they ask Castiel if he could read the spell? Right. Like he doesn't have angel oh powers, god. but he has like thousands of. Oh my god! Right? Oh my god! Like he's kind of like Castiel. One hundred percent would would have been able to. Oh my god! That's so rude. He's like Janet on the Good Place. Like right? He just knows everything. He's oh my god! Yeah, he has all. He became human, but that doesn't mean he forgot anything. He just can't like fly anymore. Yeah, Castiel is the new Janet. That's 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 going to be what we call it. Castiel's the new Janet. I've been saying it all season. <laughs> I don't actually know if you've watched The Good Place, if that joke lands. I know. I don't know. I don't know. I just rolled the audit. Okay. Thank you. Um, Castiel gets out of the car and they both look like super sad um, at each other. Uh, Niz mentioned to me that a lot of Castiel's directing instructions on this was to kind of act like a jilted lover. Uh, which which I think fits in not only to Destiel's, Destiel supporters. You would know that, Niss. You would notice that. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, huh. Mm, mm. Funny you should mention it. Wow. Of all people. Um, I, I think, and I think that's what he does here. Like, I feel like this is very yeah, much, for sure. uh, for sure. you know, we can't be together. We still like each other. We still like each, like each other. Whether or not you're, you're the type of person to bring that all the way. Cause Dean's still putting situation. down the signals. Same. Right, Dean's still putting down the signals, and Castiel has no idea why Dean is rejecting him. Like, you know, Destiel stuff aside, he doesn't understand Dean's b- bigger secret here. He doesn't know that Dean has to keep Castiel away. So, all of Dean's actions and words seem to imply, yeah, I'd love to have you back, Castiel. It'd be great to have you around. But when it comes down to it, he says, oh, no, 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 no you can't, you can't. It's like, well, I'm not, you're sending a lot of mixed signals, Dean. What is going on? Yeah, this is, and this is, I, this is one of the reasons that I feel like a lot of the stuff that Dean says in this, in the early part of the episode is, I, I, I'm not going to go so far as say emotional abuse, but definitely emotional manipulation like this. You're better than this. Like you're the one that forced me to do this, Dean. Like I was perfectly happy to to eat burritos in your bunker and never worry about this bullshit yeah. again and, <laughs> and to help you guys like try to figure this stuff out. But you kicked me out of your life. You don't get to come back here and like say mean things about the life that I chose without you. Um, so the, the jilted lover thing, I think really works regardless if you want to take it off to the to like a, an actual romantic no. place or not. This also right. just works if they're, if they're friends and, Man, Dean is just so much of a dickbag. Whether or not it's, it's justified or not, I just, man, I, I have a hard time like liking what Dean is doing. He's in a real, he's in a real tangled mess right now, and it's not going to end well for him. Um, we do get a scene, and the the last scene of this episode is Castiel kind of going around the gas and sip, uh, starting the coffee, opening up newspapers, turning on the TV. And uh, on the TV is a, is a brief article about the freak meteor shower that occurred earlier in the year that nobody still knows what to do with. And then uh, he kind of goes over to the window and just stares up into the heavens, like as if he was trying to see heaven and think about his place there. And then the episode ends, which I thought was actually very poignant. Like I, I like, yeah, I, yeah. I like Castiel. All of this Castiel stuff works for me so well. Like Misha kills it, except for the singing. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I am walking on sunshine. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I like this. Like, this is like a this is, feels like a pretty emotional moment. This feels like Castiel is on the precipice of of making a decision about what to do with his life, uh, whether it's it's continue to live as if he was a human or if it's something else. And I'm I'm kind of here for it. Yeah, this is all really cool, and um, I think that this is building more and more towards towards Dean's conundrum. Where you, I mean, we, we know that he would feel so much better if he could just explain to Castiel. 
oh man, there's this big old secret going. I, I don't really want you gone, but this crazy thing is going on. But he can't, and it's making Dean act. I don't want to say act worse and worse, but it's making him less and less himself. Um, and and just the the, the lies are just building up, and and the emo- emotional strains he's putting on people are just building up because he's he's buckling under the weight of the secret that he's carrying. This is really the first episode where it doesn't directly come up. Like Ezekiel doesn't show up at any point. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of implied stuff with with Dean having to hide his interactions with Castiel from from Sam. Um, I also feel like this is this is supernatural, almost perfecting their format. Um, we have a clear monster of the week that is an important part of, but not necessarily like uh, a meaningful player in the meta plot. Uh, and mm-hmm. we still advance all of our meta plot stuff while we figure out this monster of the week uh, thing, and they deal with it in one episode. And like that dude never comes back. They didn't even write down what the language was. So like obviously none of this shit is very important. But uh, I I feel like this is one of the the first times that they really like nailed this. Um, normally we have uh, like a, a cheesy monster of the week, like the the fucking gorilla dick guy from last episode. Uh, yeah, and and like they'll talk about the meta plot stuff but this actually feels like it folds in extremely well uh i probably i'm sure some listeners are like don't you remember season eight episode 14 when they did this and this and this and i'm like yeah no i don't so, but i just this episode <laughs> feels to me like a, like they finally figured out how to how to do all of this stuff at once yeah it 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 checks all the boxes in a lot of ways um it advances enough plot while still being its own self-contained episode it's it's good stuff what did you think about the the big bad of this episode? By the way, we didn't really talk about how good it doesn't matter. He's just not. He's really he's here. just a plot device. Yeah, he, that's no. kind of what I thought too. Uh, any any last thoughts before we we wrap this podcast up? Um, I, you know, I, I I'm excited to see like the boys being boys again, and and maybe if we can get closer to some resolution with the whole Ezekiel Sam thing, that would be good. But uh, we're not there yet. We're not quite there yet. No, I. Uh, I like that they're actually bringing the characters in. <laughs> like, I like that we see Kevin mm-hmm. and Crowley and Abaddon. Yeah, we see, we see a lot of the cast. I like that we saw Abaddon briefly. Like, it's cool that everyone's around. Um, I, I am very much enjoying Castiel's journey in season nine. Mm-hmm. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Like, uh, whether it was his literal journey of, you know, trying to get to the bunker or now his his kind of journey to humanity and finding himself. I think it's, they're handling it very well uh, outside of the, outside of the one sex scene that I, I don't, didn't care for at all. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I I think this stuff is good. I'm actually I was I was really worried about season nine because I I all I remember from it is like the one bad episode that we're gonna have to deal with. I didn't really remember a lot about what happened uh, besides the some some really really late game stuff. So uh, I, I actually like the way that this is all playing out so far. Yeah, same. Um, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for the patron support over at Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. Uh, we really appreciate. Everybody that listens to the podcast and chooses to support the podcast—that's that's really nice of you. Um, thank you for leaving comments and buying merch and all of that stuff. We we really really appreciate it. It's it's really yes. it never gets old when people are like, oh, I, I found your podcast and I binged like fourteen episodes. Like that's never like that feels so good and humbling. And I, and thank you yeah. so much. 
at any time that somebody says something like that to us, we we talk about it to each other. Absolutely, we're excited about yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to, to blow our cool. We're not cool. Yeah, we just, I, we... I try to respond to every single piece of uh, yeah. mail that we get or comments or, or whatever. I try to do my best to do that. But uh, if I don't, rest assured, I have taken a screenshot and sent it to Chris via text, and we talk about it. So <laughs> that's sometimes you're just we're having a couple drinks at lunch and we forget. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so thank you to everybody for listening uh we'll be back next week with another episode which is teased by just saying young dean mm, pretty excited oh about that. shit uh yeah we'll see you next week everybody good night bye Young Dean, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember this episode. Uh, I'm reading the description now, and it's it's it's, it's very complicated for what I'm assuming is just uh, Dean remembering some some flashbacks. But yeah, pretty excited about this one, I, and it's that same Young Dean character. So I'm I'm here for it. Oh, cool. All right, episode one thirteen. Are you kidding me? One thirteen, dog. Be the gamer or be the foe. Whoa. Gamer, gamer. You're sounding like a foe to me, my man. Sorry, I wasn't even recording. It sounds like you're a MMORPG gamer nowadays. That's a, that's a foe to me. That's a foe. Whoa. I took part in my first dungeon yesterday without the aid of Steve. Because doing a dungeon when you're with a, a friend who knows what they're doing is different than doing it on your own. Um. But by the end of it, I was an old pro. I was a seasoned gamer, you could say. Uh, what are you doing? As are, I, are you, are, I, are you tanking? Are you healing? Are you DPS? I'm, I'm just doing uh, DPS. I did, I did tank last time I played. This time I wanted to be a little, uh, little fancy. I'm going to probably end up being a tank at some point, but it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, Do, uh, did true gamers call it dips? True, I, true gamers call it dips, yeah. Dips, that's correct. Dips or dabs? What are we, what are dips. we doing? Uh, it's dips. It's, uh, yeah, it's dips, I it's believe. It's dips, yeah. Got to get on you that. Could, I mean, I, I think it depends on the dialect. Like oh, you know, sure, you're sure. you you from you're from Louisiana. You might say daps. I might say dips. You know, we're from different places. But but true gamers know. Um, maybe maybe if you're from Canada, you say deps with an e. I don't know. You know, I feel like um, in the south we'd say dubs. <laughs> oh, for sure, that feels right. That feels right. <laughs> what are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm a, you know tanking some stuff with my boys. I'm, we're playing Final Fantasy 14. I got to do some dubs. About to load out some dubs. <laughs> Motherfucker, why did why, why weren't you doing your dumps? I'm over here fucking tanking. Where were you at? Where were your dumps at? Motherfucker. <laughs> it was so funny running running one of these with Steve because like he's 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 an old pro and he was tanking and um the game will scale your level down so he's like of the appropriate level to do the dungeon when he comes to help me out or whatever but he's just like you know, every other like fight he'll just like compliment the healer or like give them some advice i'm like damn steve you're so helpful you're so encouraging <laughs> where did where did this come from yeah this is not the steve i know usually you're, you're so a nice. giant usually you're a giant asshole about this stuff <laughs> you're, so, you're so nice to noobs <laughs>
somebody was like, oh, because he said like, hey, can you use this skill or something like that? And the person was like, oh, I don't have that yet. And he was like, oh, no worries. Just I, I didn't realize what, you know, what level you have. And then was like, he's like, hey, you're already doing a great job or whatever. I don't know. I was just like, Steve, you're nice, nice boy. What is happening? All of my, like, I feel like I have absorbed so much um, just random Final Fantasy 14 knowledge from uh, the Salt Report. Mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. Uh, because for a long long time like you could you could uh, nikki like you could track nikki's addiction because yeah. it, it went from like i'm going to talk about it and i'm going to be salty about it because these things are hard to her like barely responding to her in the podcast but you could hear like the clickety clack of her controllers <laughs> as she's grinding with her and then uh she she left she's not really on it all the time now but then Kay got into it, and all Kay talks about is stuff like link shells and roulettes and all yeah. this other random shit that I'm people being mean to healers. And so I like I know enough. I feel like I know an equal amount of things about Final Fantasy fourteen and Kingdom Hearts at this point in my life. Like yeah. having played, it's, it's neither. talked about a lot. Yeah, we all started playing FF fourteen around the same time. I was just saying this in Discord because oh, everybody. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize it was FF fourteen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> just save, saving saving you the time. Um, uh, everybody, I think, in our Discord has like formed a group. We're forming a new group on a server together, which is which is pretty cool. Um, I'm not on that server, and I missed the boat on that by like two weeks. Um, when I joined, they were offering up like bonus experience for w- whatever new server you join. This was back in 2017, so I landed on one of them. And then I swear, two weeks later, that's when Nikki and everybody else started playing. And I was like, oh, hey, internet friends, like, what server are you on? But I was, I was too far gone. I was too far gone at that point. And the reason I ended up not being stuck, but the, like, the reason I ended up being committed to the server that I'm on now is because Steve transferred his character over. Or he started over. I don't remember. But he put like a lot of time or money <laughs> into being able to play with me. So uh, when I came back, I was like, are you still on that server? He's like, yeah, I'm where you abandoned me. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. Well, I'll <laughs> I'll play with you. So <laughs> I'm very excited that everybody's playing together. I think that that's super cool. Um, I don't I don't but, think it'll happen. Um, but I, yeah. if, if, if I if I hit the download button on that thing and and want to check it out, like, should I should I try to go for the discord group or should I try to go for Chris and Steve? I mean, it's really up to you. It's really up to you. I want you to play with me, but I think the Discord would obviously want you to play with them. And you know, it's hard to—it's hard to be a dad, you know. And I know that you—you you divide your time between your two families. <laughs> um, it's true. Me, it's, it's the child true. of divorce, Chris, who lives in Massachusetts, and then your Discord family. Massachusetts. Yeah. Massa- yeah. Mass in, in M A. I just knew. Uh, when I was in a, when I, I was a teenager, I, I was like my, the, the, my like crush chick, the chick that I was crushing on really hard mm-hmm. moved to Boston to go into some like theater school. And then she just, probably she just, Emerson. Yeah. She, she just came back and was like, she said things were weird. And then she t- started talking about how everybody was a mass hole. And I thought that yeah. was, I thought that was clever. That's the thing where that's people pretend like they're proud of it, but it's really just everyone's a huge asshole. It's like, I think it really comes down to to driving uh, and crowds and getting places on time. Whereas everyone in New York, I think, is probably very similar to everyone in Boston as far as how much of an asshole they are. Um, but they're actually more confined. They're actually more crowded. And somehow I think that that forces people to get along just a little bit more. Whereas Boston, there's... The highways are sometimes slightly open, and it makes people uh, think that they have some some semblance of freedom, but they don't, and it just makes turns everyone into an asshole. Um, and I think it all it really all stems from driving. I could be wrong, but I feel like it really stems from driving and traffic. 
my uh my 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 experience in Boston, um, which I've talked about a few times, uh, was so like the driving part of that was so fucking weird and bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, like. Mm-hmm. I just remember like, they designed these roads in like 1779 and they never updated them. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. I don't go into Boston ever anymore, but um Yeah, why would you? Yeah, I don't. I barely even leave my house if I'm being yeah, honest. Again, I ask again, why would you? <laughs> why would I? Right. Um we finished so much Game of Thrones. I mean, by that, I mean, we finished season seven. Yeah, dude, um, you were uh, like the last time I heard from you, you were like in the middle of season six. And then all of a sudden, like 14 hours of TV show had been consumed. And you were like, oh, so Tyrion is pregnant. <laughs> season yeah, Tyrion's spoilers. Pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know why that's what I typed, because it's not what I meant. <laughs> um, and I also spelled pregnant wrong. <laughs> um, I we, it was last weekend that we watched. Uh. We watched, let me try to think. We watched five, oh Jesus Christ, we watched five episodes of season five and nine episodes of season six. Wow. In one weekend. That's 14 hours of television. And we we left the house at some point too. We left the house twice. But yeah, that's, that's where we, that's where we landed. We just ordered food and um, we got sushi that weekend. But yeah, just a lot of Game of Thrones. And then this weekend we watched the th- last episode of season six and then the seven that are in season seven which is it's a lot of television it's a lot of television yeah because a lot of that like you think that's a, that's a shorter season uh but season seven it has like hour and 20 minute episodes mm-hmm. so like that's that's mm-hmm. straight up like movie time <laughs> yeah and it was um it was weird going in such at such a fast pace from the heavy plotting you know drawn out plots from the earlier seasons into season seven where it's like yeah all right it happens now i mean it was jarring at the time but then like coming directly off of everything else like holy shit this this is moving fast and it's fine it's exciting you get to see stuff happen but at the same time you can tell um a lot of resolutions are going to be rushed at the end here did you see the uh the very non-important fact that one of the game of thrones people confirmed today uh no i don't think so they confirmed that uh our boy our my favorite Game of Thrones character, Sir Pounce, is uh, official is officially dead in the universe. <laughs> Apparently, he- <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't remember Sir Pounce? Is it a cat? That's the cat. Yeah, yeah. That's um. Uh, who is Joffrey's little brother? Uh, Tommen. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that's Tommen's little cat. That was so. Cute. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's Sir Pounce right. is officially dead. Not coming back in the last season. So. Ooh. So hey, everybody. I'm sorry to spoil Game of Thrones for last season for Ooh. you. I apologize, but don't be, don't be looking for Sir Pounce. That's no good. That's no good. Hey, I built a bridge this weekend. Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 like a bridge of friendship, like nope, a, a nope, metaphorical nope. This bridge. This is this is a, a physical bridge out of wood. Um, so Autumn has been going to these like horse things and uh, like trainings and classes and things. And uh, the guy that she's been going to a lot has all these kind of like props and stuff. Um, and basically, it's just a small wooden bridge, like picture like a couple of posts two feet apart with you know. You get wood on top of it and like you get the horse up there and like it's something different for them to walk on so they have to pay attention and like it's just training uh, like the horse to pay okay. attention 
Um, so Autumn Nothing is like, that like a goblin or a troll could hide under. Just like a little, if, little if, guy. Look, if you had two hills that were uh, that okay. whose crests were less sure. than eight foot apart, like you crest could, of a hill, yeah. And then the 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 bottom of that, like underneath, was like goblin sized or troll sized. Uh-huh. Then yes, absolutely possible. Oh, okay, all um, right. And it, it's a, it was a pretty solid bridge. But here's the thing, nice. Chris, and I'm curious if you know this because I did not. Um, Autumn picked up all the wood herself. Uh-huh. And so she got two eight foot posts uh-huh. and then she got um, three or four, I think three two by eights, right? That were like Couple eight, two by eights. eight uh-huh. foot apart. Uh, and she did the math like that's 96 inches, right? For the eight foot sure posts. And then you need um, two feet across. So uh-huh. you need X amount of inches of two by eights to be able to fill up all that stuff. And she did the math uh-huh. and she did like it was uh-huh. three. I think it was three boards divided into uh, four two-foot pieces each. Um, so, like, we talked it over. We had discussed it. She was like, yeah, this is, this is the math. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we chopped the wood. I've got a badass saw, so that didn't take long. Just zip, 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 zip. Uh, well, what, did you, what does it do? Zip, zip, zip. <laughs> zip, okay. zip, zip, zip. Perfect, perfect. Uh, we lay the post out. I put the, a board at the at the one side and another board on the other side. Because I think at this point, like, okay, like, I, they're all two feet across. I'm going yeah. to, if I, if I do one on the front and one on the bottom, I'll, I'll have, like, I won't have to worry about it, like, getting cross-eyed. Like, the post won't be, like, out of whack, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that. You're laying, you're laying board. I'm you're laying, laying board. board. Laying board. And I screw it down. And Autumn's like, hey, you know what we should do before you start screwing all that stuff down is we should lay them out and make sure everything's going to be the same and, like, make sure it's all going to be measured right. And I'm like, well, that's... Like you did the math on it. There's no way this could be wrong. And she's yeah, like, math yeah, checks let, out. Let, let's just do it. And she's I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so we lay it all out, and sure enough, there's like a like a seven and a half inch gap in the middle. Oh. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I start asking her, I'm like, what okay. So like we start doing the math and all this other stuff. Well, finally, I uh I get my tape measure out and I start measuring these two by eights. Chris, how if I told you I bought a two by eight board, right? Uh-huh. What do you think the dimensions of a two by eight board is? I mean, what two two wide, eight long? Yeah, yeah, two tall or an eight yeah. wide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not. <laughs> this is how the this is how the construction industry lies to you. They sell you uh, a two by eight that's only seven and a half inches wide. Why? I, I don't know, and like I I and I I don't really build a lot of stuff out of wood. Like the all of like the home stuff I've been doing has been like flooring and. Like mm-hmm. it's not been like straight up construction stuff, so I've never really built things out of wood before. Uh, and so we went to lunch with her dad this weekend, and I was like, "Hey, Mark, how how big do you think a two by eight board is?" And he's like, "Oh, it's about seven point five inches." And I'm like, "What the? Well, he knew." <laughs> I was like, "When did you learn that?" And he's like, "Like 1952." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool, <laughs> <laughs> great, awesome." <laughs> So wow. yeah, I, I had to uh, I had to unscrew my backboard, slide everything over, and then um, get my sawzall out and cut out the extra <clears throat> posts that we have. So yeah, I built a bridge. Wow, you know that that kind of explains something that I've always I had a treehouse when I was a kid that my dad built, and it was just really a couple planks of wood up in, up in a tree. It was a low tree. It was a good time for me. I pretended it was a pirate ship all the time, mm-hmm. but there was always a huge gap in the back of it where the wood just like wasn't there anymore, <laughs> and maybe. Maybe it's because it was a 7.5 instead of an 8. Instead of, they, they fuck you at the Home Depot, Chris. They fuck you. They fuck you. You do the math. You know, Copernicus over here, crunching the numbers. 
And you come back and and it's lies. I don't know. And like it's not. Is, it's it's not like a. It's, it's not like a small amount of work, right? Like it's it's it was a little no. bit of effort to chop all this stuff. You built up the bridge. Do the math and all of this stuff, and yeah, only to find like you know you put it all together. There's a, like a big ass gap in it, just just big enough for a horse's foot to get stuck. Yeah, just just enough for a horse to break its ankle. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's to everybody out there who's building stuff. Like yeah, don't measure that shit at the store yeah I bring guess. a measuring tape wherever you go also the four by four posts were like 3.75 inches instead of four by four i'm like how does anybody that's, get anything yeah. done how that's dastardly what is going on that's yeah that should be illegal that's not right how do you build like something it. like and, and and expect it to be the right size i don't i don't fucking get it man is it like is it scaled because of um it was made for like larger uh humans than we are now was it built <laughs> I, I don't I, know where i'm going with this I, I and it's know, already man. really dumb <laughs> i thought it could be like a millimeters thing like maybe we're like we're we're because we're so backwards with our imperial measurements or whatever like it may be you know because nobody in the world uses inches except for us so i was thinking like maybe that could be like a millimeter thing but i, I have no idea it still doesn't really make a lot of sense that they would advertise it as a two by eight and sell it as a no, two point that should be illegal two by I feel lied to. five or whatever mm-hmm just just it was just it was very frustrating chris that is very frustrating you're trying to build a bridge you know you're trying to stretch i don't i don't i can't take this metaphor anywhere that's bullshit is what it is it's it's total bullshit and then my uh that's also how i found out my drill batteries are not really storing a charge because i got about we're doing four screws per plank we had eight planks and i got about like three and a half planks in and i was like oh my, my battery's out let me grab my other one oh this one only lasts for two minutes okay yeah. So it was just a lot of standing around and like waiting for five minutes and then doing four screws and then putting the battery back on the charger <laughs> waiting around. So hold on. I am not very good at math, but hmm. if eight feet okay. translates back to seven and a half feet, correct? Um, well, technically no, because uh, it's eight feet. And I think we chopped maybe, um, be like seven and a half minus 96 inches so like right at 89 inches long okay so it's it's 89 inches but what was it, what was it supposed to be 96 in inches so it's 96 down to 89 so whatever that ratio is i'm sure that somebody can easily do this math mm-hmm. 96 to 89 but what about so if that if that applies i'm just going to assume that that the rule for lumber applies to all things in life right yeah, okay you're yeah. with me on that right sure so if yeah, you yeah. take a if, if you take a 1.5 inch uh, gorilla penis God, and you I scale knew, it for lumber I, I knew this was where you were going with this i was you waiting scale for, it for lumber <laughs> where exactly are you gonna land with that <laughs> Oh man. Uh, uh so yeah, like if it's if if as as the your as your wood, right? As your wood mm-hmm. increases in mm-hmm. in length, right? Mm-hmm. If you're mm-hmm. steadily losing more and more inches, by the time you get to mm-hmm. eight inches, if you've lost like a half inch, if you're at one inch, you've probably lost like maybe a quarter of an inch. And that's not like a lot. You know what I'm saying? You can still do like that's not gonna be the difference. Like if you saw a three quarter inch gorilla penis and then compared it to a one inch gorilla penis. Like you're not uh-huh. going to be like, Oh my God, look at that huge gorilla penis. Right. Like you're going to be maybe like, Oh, look at those, maybe look, if you're a gorilla, <laughs> look at those two very tiny gorilla. Maybe if you're a there. fucking pathetic, <laughs> worthless gorilla, <laughs> the gorilla is like shaving and is like, look, I, I gained an optical itch. What is that yeah, gorilla? Yeah. I don't know. I'm a gorilla. <laughs> I'm a gorilla. It's an optical, uh, 1.4 inches or whatever.
well, I think we've asked the we've asked the big questions. You know, I actually I thought I was going to play a fun game with you today. Oh, what what was that? And What's I was going to ask you Marvel ship names. Okay, we can still do that if you want to. You know, I didn't. I was gonna copy them all, and then you popped on the mic. Um, maybe, maybe I can give you a couple. Maybe I can give you a little taste of this. Okay. I don't know who all the characters are, so this is gonna be difficult for me. Um, now, is this uh, okay? So, when you say Marvel, are we talking MCU? Mm-hmm. Are we talking six one six? You know what? I talking- typed in MCU. I typed in MCU. I see a lot of names that I don't recognize, but again, I haven't seen a lot of the movies. Okay. I don't know who Sam is. Uh, Sam is Falcon. I'm pr- okay. I know Clint is Hawkeye. That's true. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fuck yeah. All right. Uh, I think. All right. I'll try to avoid anybody who I don't know. But well, and I'm just. I we'll mean, do a I couple. Can, I can probably nail it. Like if you give me their. Like we. Okay. we I could probably get. What, what, what are we doing? Am I guessing ship names or am I trying to decipher who the ship is from the ship name? What are we doing? I think that I will read you this the ship name and you will tell me who the characters are. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'll start you off with, with I one that I assume is popular, and I it hope, is. I hope it's Cucky. <laughs> and it's Cucky. No, it's uh, it is Thunderfrost. Oh, Thunderfrost is um, oh man, the frost part of this is is weird. There is an alternate name, so if you can't guess it, I will give you the alternate name, but you will lose points on the quiz. Um, it's definitely Thor for Thunder. Frost would be oh no, it's got to be Loki. It's got to be Thor and Loki because he's a that's correct. He's, he's that's part correct. Frost giant. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got it. And what the other the, what's, what's the alternate to that? Thorky. <laughs> Thorky. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Thorky sounds like a really bad supporting um, like immigrant character in a 1970s sitcom. Like they yeah, just called that dude of, Thorky. Yeah. Thorky. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Um, oh, that's that's a fun one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, who is? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so stupid. Because <laughs> I, I saw the name before I saw who it was for, and it's just... Okay. Amerahawk. <laughs> Amerahawk. Okay, so that's got to be Captain America and Hawkeye, I guess. Yes, it's very easy, but it's really stupid. <laughs> let me try to let me try to come up with a better uh, one for Captain America and Hawkeye real okay. quick. I'm gonna okay. go there's with... two there's actually two other options, but I'll let you I'll let you come up with your own first. Um so Captain America's real name is uh Steve. Steve Rogers, uh Clint Barton. So I'm gonna go uh stint. <laughs> Ooh, ooh! I'd like to take a you know one night stint in uh in his his ass. I, don't know. I, I would also um, accept. Uh, I'm, I'm really ready to read some cleave fic ooh, when I get home tonight. <laughs> the other options on here were Captain Hawk and American Eagle with a question mark. American Eagle. That's the brand. You can't you can't yeah. be branding your ship name. I think that's why arrested. there's a question mark. Yeah, that's a, that's why there's a question mark. Okay, let's see. Um, so far, I'm two for two. I'm nailing this. Yeah, you're doing great. You're doing great. Um, let's see. See, it's tough for me because I don't know a lot of these. That's okay. Um, I, I I am well versed on MCU. I feel like I I should be able I believe to get it. like any one that you give me unless the name is I believe so it. Up, so uh, I don't know who that character is. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I mean. Starbucks. 
Um, oh, that's got to be uh, Tony Stark and Bucky. So Iron Man and, and um, the Winter Soldier. I, you know, I would agree with you, but that is incorrect. According to this website. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Uh, so Starbucks. It's got to be Bucky. I can't imagine anything. And then Star. I mean, if it's not, if it's not Tony Stark, let's see. Who else would have considered star powers of some sort? Like, I doubt they have Captain Marvel on there. She's not really in the MCU yet. Like, her movie's still about to come out. I don't know. I don't Wait know, a man. second. I would like to redact my oh, earlier statement. Uh-huh. You are correct. You are correct in your answer that it was Tony and Bucky. Mm-hmm. However, this website lists it for both Steve and Bucky and Tony and Bucky. So you get that. You 100% you get that. How is, how is Starbucks? I, th- I was thinking Star Spangled Banner, the star on his shield. Uh, uh, I mean, honestly. Stucky if, if, is the other name for that. I've, I've, Stucky is, is, is really, really common. I, I once asked Jesse uh, what they thought about trying to rebrand the Steve and or the Captain America and Bucky ship as Cucky. And she thought she told me that I should, should never DM them again. <laughs> so, <laughs> But I really, uh, it's, it's the same way. I, I don't know why the uh, Venom Eddie ship isn't called Ednom because like, it yeah. just fucking fits. Anyway, go uh, ahead. Okay. You, so, yeah, you're three for three. You're three, three for three. three. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. This one, this one should be easy. Pepperoni. Oh yeah, that's uh, Tony and Pepper. Yeah, that's easy. Of course, you got it. You got it. That was just my favorite one because it's spelled differently. It's not spelled like regular pepperoni. It's spelled like Pepper and Tony. Fucking stupid. Let's see. Give me some hard ones, man. Come on. I want. I want to see some like random MCU characters that nobody knows. Come on, I can get this. Okay. 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 (laughs) Okay. Uh, This is this is a threesome. Ooh. Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding me. Super Smash Brothers is the name of a threesome. Okay. Uh-huh, so, uh uh-huh. if we're going to take brothers literally, I'm going to say Thor and Loki. Um the super side of this really confuses me. So, uh I'm just going to guess Captain America and Thor and Loki. It is Thor Loki and I want I'm, it's not Captain America. I want you. I want you to guess again. I want you to really break down Super Smash Brothers and guess oh, again. Oh, oh, if it's Smash, then it's Hulk. It's uh, you got it. It's, 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 Bruce. it's Banner. You got yeah, it. Banner. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah. I was. I was looking at the wrong brother. Super Smash Brothers is a terrible name for that shit. By the way, that's horrible. <laughs> this one, <laughs> Bruce, Tony, and Clint, and it's Techno Bo. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I might not. You never it. get it, but that's really fucking funny. <laughs> um, all right. All right. All right. All right. Let's see, let's see. This will be the last one. This will be the last one. Okay. Alright. Okay. This one is Cool Whip. Cool or perhaps Coal Whip. <laughs> or Coal Whip. Okay, so uh, this has got to be Coulson. It's got to be Agent Coulson. And uh, Whip. Who has a whip in the MCU? Right. Great question. Um, beats me. Trying to think, who would have Ivy is not in the MCU. She's a Soul Calibur universe character. Those haven't crossed that's, over yet. So. I I knew you'd I knew you'd go for it. But, yeah, that's but that's no. not. Yeah, we're, we're talking strictly MCU. No, no no crossover universe situations. Man, who has a fucking whip? Has any of the I don't. I f- yeah. Oh wait, I, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Could this be? This couldn't be Coulson and Whiplash, right? From Iron Man Two. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, in that case, I'll go. Be, I'll just go because I, th- I think she had a whip at some point. I'll go Coulson and Tasha, uh, uh, Black Widow. 
Yes, that's correct. That's correct. You yeah. got it. You got it. You fucking got it. You nailed it. Five of five, dude. Come on. Yep. You got it. All right. That's it. That's it. You pass. This is probably the only like topic. Maybe this in Dark Souls I could probably pull off, but like anything else, <laughs> I'd be like, I'd have no idea who you were talking about. Um. All right. So now that that is, you you, fa- you passed your first test with flying colors. Thank you. Um. You ready to talk about hunks? I am. 